0: This is Jesus speaking, Matthew 18 and verse 10. It says, Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Now, a couple things that we learn from this verse is that, first of all, when it says little ones, it includes you as children. It also includes, I think, all of God's children, as little ones. But this morning, in relation to you as children, sometimes, or maybe I should ask, have you ever heard the term guardian angel? Have you ever heard that? You know what that means? Okay. That means that there's an angel that is for you. That you have an angel that is your guardian angel an angel that, is, that God has given to you to look after you, to help you. And I think that's one of the things that this verse means. And it tells us, it tells everyone not to despise a little one, because just remember that there's an angel. Your angel is in heaven beholding the face of the Father. In other words, your guardian angel is in, the, in heaven, and he is taking directions from God about your life. We're going to talk a little more about that later, too. Now, another scripture is in Hebrews 1 and in verse 14. There it says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? So that means that God has given the angels responsibility, and they are helping, they are ministering to all the Christians all of God's children who are heirs of salvation in other words they're 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 going to go to heaven when they die because they are God's children and while we are living here in this world these angels are there to help us they are to encourage us they are to protect us now there's a lot of bible stories about angels and we're not going to look at all of them this morning We may refer to a few of them, but there are a lot of Bible stories that talk about angels. Now, angels are pretty hard to see. Would you you say the angels are pretty hard to see? You say, well, have you ever seen an angel? I don't know if I ever or not. I don't think so. Not like some people have. But they're kind of hard to see because they live in what we call the spirit world. So the spirit world is like, they don't have bodies of, of skin and bones and blood like we have, but they're, they're like a spirit. And a, a spirit is something that is there, it's real, but you can't really see it with our regular eyes, right? Do you think there's angels in this room right now? How many of you think there's angels in this room right now? I think there are. Um, but you can't see them, right? I know I've been in situations in my life where I did not actually see an angel, but I knew without a shadow of a doubt, because of the danger I was in and the help that I was given, that there was angels there. I remember that some of those things very clearly. I knew that there was supernatural power, there was angels there. So, we normally don't see angels, but that doesn't mean that they're not real. They're all around us. And uh, that is a precious thing to think about. Now, the name angel simply means messenger. And so they're like messengers from God. And not only messenger in delivering a message to us and to people, they do that sometimes. We have those stories in the Bible. But the the idea of messenger also means that they are conveying God's will to us, and so they're helping us. Now, angels are a very important part of God's care for us. Even though you can't see them with our eyes, they're all around us. And uh, Matthew 18.10, that verse we read explains that there is an angel that God has chosen for each of us, I believe, for each of his children. And they're in the presence of God they're waiting for him to tell them what to do for us. That's what I think what it means there, beholding the face of my Father which is in heaven. Now, um, angels are there to protect us. Now, I'd like to... Um, show you a picture, Always, this is kind of a, a, it's a painting that someone did, and I would just like to show you this picture, and we're going to talk about it for a little bit, Um, this is the picture, take a good look at it, and we're going to talk about it, what do you think these children are doing in this picture? What's that? What's that? Right. They're putting their little papers, boats. Do you ever, did you ever make a, take a paper and fold it up and make a little boat out of it? You know how to do that? You ever see that? See the little white paper boats. They're reaching down to put them into the water and see if they're going to sail. See if they're going to float, right? Yeah, one is in the water right there already. That must be the one that the little girl put in the water. And here the little boy has a boat that he's going to put in the water too, and he's bending down over the bank. See that? He's bending down over the bank. Why do you, who is this, do you think? Who is this? Desiree. An angel. You see how that picture is made that the picture or the angel is almost see-through. You see that? You can see right through that angel kind of, which kind of makes it look like a spirit because it's not really easy to see. But it shows it there. Why do you think the angel is there? Dustin, why do you think the angel is there? To protect him. So what do you think might happen, Lincoln? Yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? He's leaning out over in a kind of an awkward position. It could easily be he's gonna go right into the water. What if he doesn't know how to swim? Then what? Or maybe he knows how to swim and he hits his head on a rock. Could drown, right? So you see the angels there. So what do you think the angel is doing? Xavier? Protecting them, right? Do you think you were ever in a a situation, something like this, when you were doing something that maybe you didn't really think about how dangerous it could be? And you think an angel was there, maybe? It happens, right? It's possible. All right. Very good. Now, you think about um, the danger in this picture, you think about what an angel is doing, what an angel is protecting. Now, the other thing to think about in relation to this is that it would never be good, it would never be good to purposely do something dangerous and just say, well, an angel will protect me. Do you think that would be a good idea? Okay, so this little boy probably doesn't realize that bending over the water like that is not a good idea, and he might fall in. He could drown. But then to purposely do something, Xavier. Okay, very good. So um, if I would go and purposely do something dangerous, maybe I'm showing off to my friends. And I, I do something that is really not very smart. Do you think that would be a good idea? And Just, well, the angels will protect me. Now, um, so I think we have to be careful not to presume. When our oldest son got his first car, one of his aunts gave him a keychain. His first keychain for his car, his new car, keys. And on that keychain it said, never drive faster than your guardian angel can fly. Now, do you think that he could actually have driven faster than the, the guardian angel could fly? Is that what that means? No, guardian angel could fly way faster than that car could ever go. Right? So what does that mean? See, again it means Don't do something foolish. Don't do something dangerous. Don't do something that would possibly limit what an angel could do for you. Right? There's times we do some foolish things and God still chooses to protect us. But we wouldn't want to pretend or, or think that that somehow could happen. All right. So do angels always protect everyone all the time? angels always protect everyone all the time. What do you think? They're there. We know that they're there. But sometimes, okay. Oh, you think, okay. You wouldn't just go ahead first then, right? I was drove past the Goat River the other day coming home from work, and there was a, a little boy well, I should say little boy, Probably a little taller than Lincoln, he did a backflip off the railing of the bridge into the Goat River there. And I just thought, you know, I hope he hits the right spot down there because there's, I guess there's a the hole there that if you land the right spot, the water is deep enough. But you know, the water's pretty low right now. And you know, there's someone killed there at the Goat River almost every year. Almost every year that we've lived here, someone has hit a rock. And died there. That's why um, the authorities ask people not to do that. It's a dangerous thing to do. To presume. We would never want to do that. Do something deliberately dangerous and then assume that God's going to take care of us. It's, you know, the devil tempted Jesus with that. He said, you know, if you're up on the pinnacle of the temple, throw yourself down. Angels are going to take care of you. Jesus wouldn't do it. That would be wrong. All right, so do angels always protect everyone all the time? Dustin? Not always. Why not? Kelsey? Do you know why? Sometimes accidents happen, or sometimes people get sick and die. Where are the angels? You see it? Okay. Right beside him, right? Very good. Okay. I think sometimes... God may tell an angel not to stop the accident, not to stop what's happening, allow it to happen. I'll tell you a little story. And the reason I think that God sometimes tells angels to do that, just to step back, don't don't protect this person this time, is because God wants that person at home in heaven with Jesus. Otherwise, we would never die. We would never have an accident if the angels would protect us all the time. But you see, sometimes God wants people to move from earth to heaven. There was once a little girl. It was actually my niece. And her older brother was going to be leaving in the pickup to go to town for something. She loved her older brother. He was a lot older than her. And he had gone around the pickup to get into the driver's side. He thought she was over by the porch. Not un- unknown to him, she had come running toward the pickup to the passenger side. And when he got into the pickup, he didn't realize that she was right on the passenger side outside the pickup, hoping that he was going to open the door and let her in because she wanted to go along with him to town. He drove away. And as he turned, he ran over her, and she died. She was about four years old, three, three or four years old. And so that we could ask the question, where were the angels? I believe the angels that time, God told them just to step back and allow it to happen. I want that little girl to come and live in heaven with Jesus. So the angels were there, but the angels did not intervene. Did not stop it from happening because it was God's will to, for that to happen in that way. So sometimes God has other plans than what we think. But remember that God is always good and God is always kind. And even if we don't understand everything, you know, many times He chooses to protect us. And then there are times that He chooses to take people. To heaven to be with him there. I'm going to tell you another story now. This is a story that happened a long ways away from here and a quite a long time ago, back in the early 1900s. It's a story of a missionary and his wife. His name was John Pollock. And he went to the um, New Hebrides Islands in the South Pacific to be a missionary he went into a place where there was never missionaries before. And people had never seen a white man and his wife before. And they arrived, and they set up this little hut-like thing with sticks for their first night. But the witch doctor in that village told the villagers that he had come to kill all of their babies because the witch doctor did not want a Christian missionary to come there to the village and so during that first night the 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 warriors of that tribe surrounded that hut where the missionary and his wife were staying and they the missionary and his wife realized that it was a dangerous situation and they prayed all night but nothing happened to them the night was fine. Nothing happened. They lived there for some time. And after a period of time, they learned the language. They translated the language of the Bible for them. And many people got converted and found Christ in their hearts. And the chief of the tribe even became a Christian some years later. And John was visiting with him one day, and he asked him, he said, that first night we were here, when you surrounded our our hut, why did you not kill us the way you intended to? And the chief said, "Um, where did you get all those men that were with you that night? And John said, it was only my wife and I. There was nobody else there. He said, there was no other men with us. And the chief said, oh, no. He said, all that evening we saw big men with swords in their hands surrounding your hut. And we were afraid and we never attacked you. Who do you think those big armed men were? Angels. Angels. So while John and his wife did not see them, the, um, the villagers saw them, and they, they were afraid. They, they never got close. Now, a couple of other interesting things. Do angels have wings? This picture, you remember, I showed you. This shows this angel with, with Wings. Do I actually, do angels actually have wings? What do you think? Not sure. And we'll get some of the older ones guess at this one. How many think angels have wings? How many think angels do not have wings? All right, you're all right. Some angels have wings, some angels don't have wings. There are angels that we call cherubim, cherubim or seraphim. Those are special angels that serve God in heaven. We don't really know that those angels come down here to earth and do other things like we were talking about before. But it seems like in the scriptures, the, the, the cherub and the seraph who have wings, the Bible says, they don't, actually don't have two wings like this picture. That's what you often see people often think about angels with two wings, but the angels that have wings actually have six wings. Two wings they use for flying, two wings they use to cover their face, and let's see, what's the other one? And two wings that escape me you now. Cover their feet, sorry. Thank you. I didn't write that down. Um, so that, that's, they have six wings. They live in the presence of God. They worship God. They're like guardians to the throne of God. They're like God's bodyguards around him. And so that is why um, what the Bible tells us about angels with wings. But the angels that normally come to earth and serve you know, God's purposes on earth do not have, uh, do not have wings that, that we know of. Um, I'm sure if they needed wings, they could, they could have wings, but I don't think they need wings. They don't need wings to fly, because uh, they can move like, so fast, you know, just in a blink of an eye, because they're not subject to time and space and gravity like we are. Uh, they can just move with complete freedom in the spirit world. Now, <clears throat> the Bible stories uh, that we, we read about, they usually look like, a con- we could say, a kind, strong young man. And a lot of times, not always, but sometimes they're wearing shiny white robes, like at the resurrection of Jesus. There was a young man sitting there with, with bright robes on, like shiny white. And so that's, that was an angel. But sometimes they show up and look like just ordinary people. You take like when Abraham there was, was, uh, had those visitors, those angels came and talked to Abraham before they were going to go down and look at the city of Sodom. And God's judgment was going to fall on Sodom. Those were just like, looked like men. And Abraham didn't realize at first that they were actually angels until later he was talking to them. Uh, when the angel appeared to uh, Manoah and his wife, you remember, That's Samson's parents, they didn't realize it was an angel until later. Um, they thought it was just a, a man of God, like a prophet, until they put some food out there on a rock, and, and the, but the angel wouldn't eat it because he can't eat human food, I mean. He's an angel, right? And he says he smote the rock with his with his rod and I believe it was and and a fire came down and on the rock and burnt up the food and the angel went back into heaven in the smoke of the fire. Just whoosh, he was gone. And then Manoah said I'm, I'm going to die now because I saw an angel. His wife said, "Oh no, no, you're not going to die. He just gave us a good prophecy about a son being born." So, but That just shows you a picture of how an angel can work. Now, sometimes they ride horses and chariots of fire. This is interesting. Like in 2 Kings 6.17 there with Elisha, remember in the city, and he was surrounded by the soldiers, and the young man was afraid, and God opened his eyes, and he could see, and the young man could see. The the mountains would be like the mountains around here. It was just covered with horses and chariots of fire. It was, it was God's army. It was God's angels. Uh, 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 angels can move very fast. They can go all over the world, and very, very fast. Just like our prayers to God can reach all over the world. I have another story for you that illustrates this. There was a missionary years ago who um, had been in Africa, and he was a missionary in Africa, and he was back in the united states and he was he told this story and in the congregation in michigan where he had grown up and where he it was his home community and as he was sharing with this congregation some things happened that are very interesting and he, this is what he he talked about he talked about serving in a little field hospital in africa and part of his um what he needed to do is about every two weeks, he had to go to the main city, which was a long ways away, and he had to do that by walking. I think it took him like two or three days to get there from his little village hospital to the, the city where he would um, have the money, where his money was, to buy medicine. And, um, and so he, he was doing this one time, He arrived at the city, and he saw two men that were fighting. And one man got hurt pretty bad, so he stopped and helped this man. He doctored him up and helped him with his wounds. And while he was helping him, he also told him about Jesus. And it's interesting that um, he he went on his way then and, and went back, got his medicine and the money, and went back to the village again. And two weeks later, he had to go back and do this again. So he went back to the city, and uh, because it was like two days of travel, he had to camp out on the way. He would often camp out in the, in the, in the bush or in the forest. And uh, <clears throat> when he got to the city here, he saw that man, that young man, that he had helped on his previous trip two weeks ago. He was better. He had been healed up more. And um, and he talked to him, and this this young man said to him. He said, "Some friends and I followed you into the jungle where you camped out, and we were going to kill you, take the money, and take the medicine, and leave." And he said, "We were there at night after dark." We came into your camp, but he said there was 26 armed guards stand around your camp. And he said that we, we so we never we never did anything. We could not get close because of the 26 men that were that had you surrounded. And he said, I told the young man, he said, Well, I was by myself. There was nobody else there with me. And the young man said, no, sir, I was not the only person. My friends also saw those guards. And he said, we all counted them, and there was 26 men that were surrounding you in the forest that night. He said, we left you alone, and we got out of there. Someone in the audience, when he was giving this story at his home church, someone in the audience stopped him, interrupted his sermon, And and asked this question. One of the men, one of the brethren, said, "Can you tell me which day that happened?" And the missionary said, "This is the day. This is the date when this happened." And that man said, there in the service, he said, "I would like all of you, brethren, to stand up." who prayed with me that that night. He said, because it's exactly that day, which would have been morning in America, night in Africa, he said, I had this strong urge to pray for you. He said, it was so strong, I called other brothers in the church to pray for you because the burden was so heavy on my heart that you were in danger. He said, I would like all you men to stand up that would join me in prayer that day. And the men stood up. The missionary wasn't concerned about who they were. He was just counting the men. And there was 26 men that stood up there that had prayed for the missionary that night. And there was 26 angels standing around that man to protect him. You see, our prayers have power. You know, some of your parents are in Vancouver or your dads are in Vancouver. You can pray. I've been praying for them all weekend. For them in Vancouver. God would give them what they need. God would protect them. There's people that Maybe are sick. There's people that are suffering. There's people that are on their deathbeds. We can pray for them. God can send his angels. It can be anywhere in the world. You can pray to God and God can send his angels to somebody in Africa. Isn't that a lot of power? When you think about that? We can pray right here. And God can send angels all over the world to answer those prayers. See, that's the, work, that's the work of angels. Angels do a lot of work and are busy all the time. There's a lot of stories we could refer to, we're not going to take the time to do that, but angels assist, assisted with the giving of the law in Mount Sinai. They appeared, you know, throughout history. Abraham, Daniel, and many others. Now, how many angels are there, do you think? How many angels do you think there are? We don't really know, do we? All we know is that there is a lot of angels. We would say millions and millions of angels. We don't really know for sure. Revelation five eleven would say there that it's millions, more than you could say anyone could count. I believe. Psalm sixty eight seventeen the chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of angels. It just You can't put a number to it. That's how, what the Bible would, would, uh, would say. Now, how strong are angels? How strong are angels, Xavier? Very, very strong. Is that what you were going to say, too? Very, very strong. And then sometimes when the devil really is working hard, they call other angels to come help them. You can find, read about that in the book of Daniel. Michael, one of the angels, we'll talk about him, but he, uh, he was fighting a really big warfare with the devil, and he called other angels in to help him. Very, very powerful. We have 2 uh, Kings. You know, the story there where the, uh, an, an evil army came against Israel. And they prayed to God, and God sent one angel out into the middle of that camp the night before the battle. And there was a, when they got, they got up in the morning, there was 185,000 of them were dead, of those heathen soldiers. One, one angel, 185,000 in one night while they slept. What are some names of angels? I guess I told you One. What are some names of angels that we know in the Bible? Michael is one of them, right? Okay? Gabriel, very good. And Gabriel is, seems to be like a messenger angel, especially because the angel Gabriel um, is one who delivered messages most times that we read about. I really like this verse about an angel, Luke 1 and verse 19 where the angel Gabriel came to Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, to tell him that he was going to have a son. and He was going to be a special son. And Zacharias could just hardly believe this, like, like how this was all going to be. And, and um, he had a hard time understanding and believing it. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God. And I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. I I like that because you think about an angel. Gabriel was looking at Zacharias there across the altar. I guess the altar of incense was between them. And and Zacharias is having a hard time understanding this. and, And Gabriel just said, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. God sent me to tell you this. That should make you believe it, Right? That's the work of an angel. Um, Now, it's also, a few more things yet before we stop here. One of God's, when one of God's children die, did you know that it's the angels that carry their spirit to heaven? Isn't that a precious thought? The Bible says about Lazarus there, Story of the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus died. He was the beggar. He was the poor man. Like the rich man who lived very wealth, with all his wealth. But poor Lazarus was poor. He was a beggar. He begged for crumbs off the table. But when he died, because he was one of God's children, it says the angels carried him to heaven. That is, I believe, the picture that we have of what happens when one of God's children die. The angels are there to carry them, to transport them. Now, the body is still here because this is the tent, you know, we live in. And so the body, our bodies are, are, are left behind because these bodies don't, aren't made to live in heaven. They have to be transformed and changed in the resurrection a glorified body and then we'll be able to have our bodies in heaven but in the meantime our body stays here but the real part of us the spirit and the soul are taken by the angels and taken to be with Jesus and I think that's such a a wonderful thing I've been in the presence of death someone dies my wife Esther talks about it when her mother passed away In that room, you couldn't see the angels, but you could practically feel them. The presence of something in the room when she took her last breath. I think it's the angels there conveyed that spirit away. Isn't it wonderful to know that God's angels are all around us all the time and we never as we serve Jesus and we're one of God's children, we never have to be afraid of anything, really. We just never have to be afraid of anything. Because regardless of what happens to us, the angels of God are always with us. Always with us. So even when it's dark and you can't see very well, the angels can see just fine. Because the darkness and the light, it doesn't make any difference to them. They can see Just as well, either way. Or when you think about, um, you know, just different situations. Like Psalm 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. Two of those stories I told you are really um, direct fulfillments of this scripture. When it says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about. You know those missionaries? Both stories. Had angels around them, and camped around them, protecting them. The Bible says of Job, you know, Satan told God, Well, you built a hedge about him. And sometimes that hedge probably is angels to protect. And so when it's dark or when we're asleep, you know, we're sleeping. We don't know what danger may be around us, but that's okay because the angels are there. They never sleep. They can see in the dark. They can take care of us. That's why in Psalm 4, verse 8, it says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me to dwell in safety. You can lay down in peace and sleep because we know the presence of God and the angels are all around us. All right, let's um, ever appreciate the work of angels. It's a big subject. there would be a lot more we could talk about But just remember, always do what's right. The angels of God are there to help us and protect us. All right, you can go back to your seats again. We'll have a closing song.
1: Or 79.
0: Seventy-nine. Seemed fitting to find a song
1: that spoke of angels.
2: To me angels holy high and low Sing the praises of the Lord, earth and sky, all living nature, man the stamp of the Creator.
0: someone has a testimony you'd like to share this morning. Sure.
1: the house, and his mom wasn't there, but her boyfriend was, and he was just watching him, he wasn't paying very close attention, so I just, I left him there. he wasn't really I grabbed him and ran as fast as I could to the house. And he started kind of gasping for air down the way of, called the first responders and anyways, long story short, they took him to Prince Lake and then light flighted into Vancouver. And when they
0: Amazing. Anyone else? Anyone else? One of the things, it's not the most important thing, but one of the things that I look forward to in eternity is the review of God's goodness throughout life. To be able to look back, you could say, with a Panasonic view of what God did, what God spared spared us from. To be able to see all of that. I think that's one of the, just from a human perspective, one of the most fascinating things of eternity, the goodness of God and all those steps of life and all those things. I, I think there's going to be a lot more angel encounters that we've had that we didn't fully recognize and realize. Just like those missionaries, they didn't know. Why those men didn't attack, or even that they were in danger? There's a lot of stories like that. Remember uh, one of the uh, story of the here in B.C. back in the gold or the gold mining days, the lumber camps, and a shantyman preacher. It'd be like a circuit riding preacher for here in B.C. went into a mining camp one night and or one afternoon and. A bunch of drunks were ready to beat him up because he came to preach about sin and salvation again to them, and and they, um, <clears throat> one of the men was on a horse and he tried to run him over with a horse, and uh, have it up in the caribou, and he, uh, that horse went charged, the rider on charged that preacher, and every time. He got just within a few feet of him. The horse just reared back as if it hit a wall. And the driver, the, or the, uh, the rider, was determined to get him. He came around again, tried to charge him, trample him with the horse again. Every time, I think it was three or four times, that horse just stopped, just like it hit a wall. A lot of men got converted that time, or at least a number got converted that time. Because obviously there was an angel there. The important thing for us is to live our lives in faithfulness so that we have that angelic protection. People that live in sin do not have that same level of protection. They do not. I'm not saying the angels do not work. But it's a totally different totally different angle, totally different platform. Anything else? Alright, so the offering next Sunday will be for the school, I believe, and um, I think it's my turn to preach again next Sunday. We um, we did, I need to confirm it yet, but we did ask Jordan Baer to come on for a Sunday morning message on uh, qualification, possibly sometime here in September. So we'll let you know once that's confirmed, if that works out. Um... Then, as far as uh, next Sunday evening it'll be a, our time for him sing here and as uh, far as birthdays, I believe the only birthday this week is Brother George has a birthday tomorrow I believe that's all I for the birthdays unless I miss sometimes I miss someone but all right God bless you let's continue to pray for each other let's um we need to pray for the, those traveling back from Vancouver and Lord would continue to bless that the word, the seed that was sown, would bear forth fruit in people's lives. Let's stand for dismissal. Father, thank you for the opportunity we've had to be together this morning. We thank you for your word of truth. That we can read it, we can know it, we can live it by your power. We thank you this morning that there is a word that can go forth and we pray for those ministering there in the streets of Vancouver and different places again today, that you would bless them. And may the seed find root in people's lives and hearts so that they can uh, find their way to repentance and forgiveness and be that new creature that you want them to be. And so, Father, we just pray our continued witness here would also um, be that which draws men and women to understand and know the truth. We also just pray your continued blessing upon us as we live our lives. We thank you, Father, for the ministry of angels and all that they do for us, many times without us even knowing it. We thank you, Father, that we have that protection, that presence of divine power all around us. May that be present throughout the world and the lives of those who are faithful and living for you, that there would be that continual faithful witness until you return for each of us. And so, Father, we just pray your your guidance and protection again this week. We ask in the name of Christ. Amen.